Blog Talk Radio. Oh, he's always got something going, doesn't he? He sure does. Uh, Busy man. 
In fact, uh, he's got something that's going on this weekend. This is this is hot off the presses, kind of. Um, <laughs> he's going to be doing a John Lennon birthday show with Glenn Burtnick and friends in Brunswick, New Jersey, at a cool. place called the State Theater. So that's Saturday night this week. So go check it out. I think the website is statetheaternj.org for ticket information. Otherwise, you can probably find out on chasmsultan.com. And so that's a new show that's been added. And then he's going to put on his Beatles wig, I guess, and uh, head out to California for the 25th of February in Long Beach at the Art Theater of Long Beach. And then go into the middle part of the country to Chicago on the 27th. And then on the 28th, he's going to be in New York at B.B. King's. Cool. I almost almost forgot one more. Uh, In March, on the 11th, he's doing a solo gig at Pineapple Groove. I think I called it Pineapple Grove last week, but it's Groove. (laughs) In Delray Beach, Florida. Delray Cool uh, his video on demand that's still running where you can see the show that he did in Woodstock back in January at chasmshow.com for a few more days at least. And what else we got with Chasm? Hmm. Oh, his CD cover. It might not be too late. So go to chasmsultan.com slash the project and read all about it. <laughs> All right, that's a lot of chasm. <laughs> you ever get chasm enough? Is too busy, man. It's gonna. We're gonna have to have chasm radio if it keeps up. <laughs> Speaking of chasm, though, let's talk about chasm a little bit more because I'm excited about a party we're doing in Boston, where you can park your car and come on inside and party with us. It's gonna be a wicked pissa. It is. That is gonna be March 26th. That is going to be in Boston at a venue called Church. Here's what's going to happen. We have two Todd Rundgren Utopia tribute bands, Gary Backstrom's band called Road to Utopia, John Pojita's band, which is called Hermits of Mink Halloween. They are really good. If you want to see some of them in action, go to our website, go to our events page, and you can find a uh, page for this, and you can check out some video links, or you can YouTube them. But uh, a lot of fun. And Chasm is going to jump on stage and play several songs with both bands, Utopia songs. He will be singing them. Could be a shared deal like Trapped. I don't know. But you want to hear Utopia again, this is the closest you're going to get in the next few months, my friends. Okay. Now, here's the deal with the Boston part. There's only a 225 capacity. You take the band, you take us and the band's friends. That leaves us about 200 tickets to sell. They're only 15 bucks, and we've already started selling them, so they move pretty good, but not a sellout yet. So we're going to send those tickets over to the venue and let them sell them. And once they put them up on their website and once they email their people and once they start marketing this, you may get left out. And I'm going to tell you right now, do not come crying to us that you want to get in. There's a fire code, and if you don't get a ticket on time, that's on you. Right. Right. So I'm telling you right now, you need to go get one at the https colon slash slash rungunradio.tix.com. 
Only 15 bucks. There's no reason to wait if you want to go to this show. Otherwise, you may get locked out of the door. Yeah, we don't, don't want to see it happen to you. So go go buy your tickets through us. Believe it, it'll be cheaper through us anyway. The the fees are less than what the venue or Ticketmaster or any of those kind of places ever charge. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, they're they're they use um, Ticketfly, I think, something like that. All right, anyway, we got more parties too. We have a pre-show party in Hartford. Dave Cornelio hooked us up with a place. And it is going to be the um, from 4.30 until 7 night of the show, the Todd Healing Show, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Information about that is on sonsof1984.com. We are bringing Todd and Healing back out in March. And the first show is March the 25th, and that's in Hartford, Connecticut, the Belding Theater. And the party is where, Cruzano? It's at Black Eyed Sally's, which isn't too far from the venue, apparently within walking distance. And, uh, you know, it's just sort of a come-as-you-are. There will be a happy hour going on, uh, so drinks are reasonably priced. I believe there's some food there if you want to order off the menu there. And uh, just a nice casual gathering of friends. Yes. So special. So that'll be fun, and that's going to be at the Hartford gig. So tickets are still available for that one, and some pretty good ones, actually. No seat is Further than 75 feet from the stage. That is awesome. Smallest venue you will see this tour on. This is the last ride. This tour is done after these shows. If you haven't seen it, you must go. If you have seen it, I would encourage you to go again. That's up to you. But anyway, you must see it at least once. Imagine not ever getting to see it. Imagine if you had a chance to see some of the tours back in the day that you skipped, what you would do to see those today. That will be you in a few years if you miss this one. <laughs> oh, another party we got. We're just party animals. It's kind of a party. I don't know that we should even call it that. But we'll be doing something in Toledo. The overwhelming majority has decided they want to do something day of show. So if you missed that announcement, we are doing something with Todd Rundgren the day of the show, probably at 1 p.m. in Toledo, Ohio. It's March 30th is that show. And it's probably going to be the CD release of Reproductions, Todd's next CD, which will probably be out before the Johnson. And if that's not it, we'll find something else to do, but we will be doing something with Todd Rundgren. On that day, you will get to go if you have a ticket to this concert and meet Mr. Rundgren. So keep that in mind. Ah, Doug, you just mentioned a catch. You ah. must have a ticket to the Toledo show in order to attend the Todd Rundgren event that day. That's the plan if we can pull it off, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> That's the current plan. We will torture you, make you go to the show. But if you're there, why not? I mean, give me a break. Well, yeah, Speaking and another of, thing oh. about the Toledo show is the Psycho Dots are going to be opening up. Oh, yeah, Psycho Dots used to be the Bears with Adrian Ballou. This is them without Adrian Ballou. And this is uh, a very popular band. They're Ohio, born and bred, and they're out of Cincinnati area. I think they were maybe have been born in Toledo. But anyway, they're popular over there. We'll add them in for a set. It won't be as long as the fix, so if you don't like opening acts, no worries. But you're going to like this band. Uh, Rob Fetter's great guitarist. They're great songwriters. And Chasm and Jesse give these guys rave reviews. They love this band, so I think you will as well. Yeah. 
All right, speaking of Toledo and the tickets, if you want to go to that show, we do have some tickets on our ticket site, the same address where the Boston tickets are. You can find all those links on sonsof1984.com. And we have some really good seats on the sides, including, which I can't believe people haven't grabbed these up, row two, row three, row four on the right side, on the aisle, in the middle. They are there waiting to be grabbed. We didn't have those available for the sale that we ran for obvious reasons. Those are too good a seat to do that on sale, but they're there for your taking right now on our site. If you, We may add some more at some point, but right now there are some great seats there if you want to go, and you don't have to pay Ticketmaster fees. And they're probably going to be gone pretty fast. We are running an ad tomorrow in the Cleveland scene. That will be our first ad in Cleveland promoting this gig. So don't mess around if you want a good seat because Toledo actually still has some available. Leave it to us to find a town in Ohio where there's not enough Todd fans to buy the best seats the first day. <laughs> Only us. It's wow. mind-boggling. It really is. Yeah. Oh. And what then else the, about yeah, we need to mention uh, the Golden Goose is going to be alive and well. And you can ride on the Goose from Toledo to Columbus for 35 bucks. Pretty sweet deal. And it actually will be returning to Toledo for another 35 bucks. But you can you can go one way if you want to. Yes. Um That is a great deal and it's going to be a party bus most likely and we may have Dirk Hillier on it to teach us how to sing Sons of 1984. That is dependent on demand. If we get enough people, that's what we're going to do to make it a little fun ride to Columbus from Toledo. I want to get him to teach you how to sing Healer. <laughs> I already know how to sing that. Oh, yes, you do. That's right. I forgot. You, you, have, you have forgotten. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, there's other stuff, Toledo and other places. We have some hotels for some of the towns. Some of them we don't, but they're on sonsof1984.com if we do. I know we have one in Red Bank. We have one in Toledo. So Toledo's the best deal, 85 bucks a night. What a bargain. So we're working on some other stuff. Boston, um, we're probably not going to do a group rate because they have a lot of deals going on down there. Uh, there's a Sheraton for 139 if you want to go to a fancy place uh, that's close to the venue. And there's also a Midtown, it's called Midtown Hotel, for under $100 if you do an advanced purchase. It is very close to the venue and church. Um, so it depends on what kind of hotel you want, but those are our quick recommendations for you if you're going to Boston and you need a hotel. We also have a group a group rate in Hartford, Connecticut. I forgot about that. Um, tickets, if you're wondering, to Columbus went out the door. If you did pre-sale with us through our site, we have uh, Count Basie arrived today. They're in my possession. I will be shipping those out soon. And those are looking good. So. There's actually, uh-oh, Pixie's getting excited about something. There's only a few of the top dollar premium tickets left for Count Basie. I'm talking like four on the floor and maybe six in the loge, and that is it. So if you want the premium seats, you better get those because they're about to be gone. And then there are plenty of other decent seats there. That's supposed to be a really cool venue. And the hotel is supposed to be really cool, cool town. You can walk to the venue from Molly Pitcher. There's easy access from New York to get to that to that concert. 
So make it happen. Okay. That is the deal. Toledo tickets, by the way, if you bought them from us, I don't know what's going on. The venue is supposed to be shipping those. Also, that's the same thing for Hartford, and they're going to be doing that. I think they started doing that today. I don't know what Toledo's holdup is. I'll ask them. And then what else do we have? Um, Berkeley, I'm waiting on. Okay. So you're waiting so to you're to put these things in the mail. You're just still waiting to get them from the. Yeah, I haven't got those yet. I've got Count Basie though. Okay. All right. Now we got two more things to talk about. Number one is we need some street team help. We need to get some butts in the seats for these concerts. We have beautiful posters or flyers, I guess in this case, that we would like for you to put in record stores, bars, wherever anybody will let you. Uh, if you're interested in that, email us, Doug at RungrenRadio.com or Mel at RungrenRadio.com. Hook us they up. They are hot-looking, guys. Mark Colorossi, uh did a, a beautiful job, beautiful job on these posters or flyers, yes. whatever they are. That is correct. Thank you. They look great. They have the whole band on them, um, a, couple, a big picture of the whole band on stage, a big picture of Todd. They're real eye-catching, and they have a couple of comments from reviews. So you definitely want to get um, involved with that if you like cool flyers and want to help us out in mm-hmm. cities like Detroit, Cleveland, and, of course, where the concerts are. Yeah, use your, use your imagination, people. Yeah, anywhere in New Jersey, New York, you know, for the Count Basie show. Um, Boston is doing real well, and so is Columbus. Uh so those are really doing good, but there's still tickets left. Mm-hmm. Another thing that uh, you guys can do to help us out is uh, if you know of a, a site, an events calendar uh, in one of those towns or around those towns, if you notice that our show has not been listed on there, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and just put something up there about the date, the time, the place, and uh Send them to our website or whatever for ticket information. Yeah, that's true. We're trying to find places that we've missed. Um, you know, it's hard to find them all, but every little bit helps. It makes a big difference, and we want to pack these shows out for Todd, of course. I'd like to sell out, especially the um, Columbus show in Hartford, and Boston would be nice. It's uh, it's pacing very well. Um, so I think that would be wonderful if we could do that. These shows are special shows, fantastic, and... Um, this is going to be the last ride, so help us fill the seats because Todd has a niche market, as you know. All right, enough of that. we got one more thing to talk about. Daryl still has not called in. This is the survival camp. We're just going to try to make you spend all your money because Todd has a lot going on. He's super busy. There is a survival camp. There's all kind of different deals. It's probably best to get in touch with them to talk about it. You can camp out now in a tent. You can stay in a hotel. You can stay with somebody in the hotel. You can go to class. You don't have to go to class. Um, they're going to be teaching classes, by the way. You can go just to the parties. Uh, what else, Cruiser Mo? Um, uh, you know, I don't really know much about it, but it's it is an educational thing. So if you are a musician or would like to be one, or if you're a roadie, or if you uh, are somehow involved in the music business, there will be something there that that you will pick up on that's new, 
because these are <clears throat> these are folks that are going to be counselors. They've been in the business for years and years. Uh, of course, Todd is head head counselor. I think is what Danny called him the other day. Um, but there'll be other people there that you know. Uh, I think Jesse's going to be there. Uh, Randy the roadie. Uh, is Chasm going to be at that? I Don't know yet. Todd said he'd come back and tell us who all's going to be there. They haven't announced it yet. Information is available on Todd's website and toddstore.com. And I think it's also going to end up being a party. I think it's going to be a fun party, as a matter of fact. And you're going to be able to uh, have jam sessions at night, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact... Daryl, I know I think that's you on hold. If you don't mind hanging just for a minute, we got Lynn from Eric's office is going to tell us a little bit about the camp real quick so we can get our guest on. Lynn, what's up? Hey, Doug, how are you? I'm all right. How are you? Good, good. I was just calling to um, to say hello to everybody. It's been a while. <laughs> hello. hello, Lynn. How are you, sweetie? Actually, Mel, you're the reason why I called because I miss you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, we're actually really, really looking forward to this camp. I'm going to be going out there. So I get a week off from the office into the outdoor wilderness kind of office, and I'm really excited about it. Fun. I think the parties are going to be, I mean, I know class is good, and you might learn something and all that, but the jam sessions, the parties at night, this is starting to it sounds to me like it's going to be uh, very similar to Todd Stock. Well, at night. In a at way, night. yeah. I think also... Um, one of the biggest things about working in entertainment is networking. So, yeah, you may already know what they're going to teach you, but you're going to be around similar people who are who are learning or know about the same thing. So the more people that come, the more people we can, you know, network, connections, and kind of like, uh, you know, work it like that. There you go. Are you going to network. teach anything, Lynn? You know, we haven't. I haven't been given my um, my duty yet. I assume that I'll be running some sort of class. You know, I'm I'm pretty well versed on you know marketing, and of course, you know, I'm very fashionable. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna show. You're gonna have a shoe class. <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, I'm not really sure exactly, but I'm going to come prepared. So whatever it is I talk on, I'm going to have a working knowledge of it. So, yeah. All right, good deal. All right, Lynn, well, thanks for checking in. We've got to run. Oh, and I can't wait to see you in Toledo. All right, sounds good. Yay. Excellent. Right. Hey. Have fun today. Right. Peace out. Lynn's going to probably join us and help us out in Toledo with the Todd Rundgren event that we're doing that day of show. All right, sorry we kept you on hold. Daryl, but we are glad to have you as our guest tonight. Hey, glad to be there. Is that Doug? That is Doug. Hey, and Mel. Is, is Cruising Mel there also? <laughs> yes, I am. Hi, Daryl. How's it going? We're doing pretty good here, but we we are really looking forward to talking to you and hearing some stories tonight. Of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, you got a little feedback, though, coming from your Are you near a computer, maybe? Uh, actually, uh, yes, I am. Hmm? Yeah, maybe that's it. A little buzzing. Yeah, want me to try to um it's just Maybe get the, a little uh, away from it, the phone. Yeah, the phone seems to be running interference with it. Let me just see. Is that any better? No. No? I don't know what to do. I don't know. Let, let me see. Let me see. Chat room folks, y'all hear that or is, are we good? Maybe I could get in on another line. I call you back. Let's see, let's see what our, our listeners say. 
see if they're hearing that same thing. There's a little delay, so we'll have to wait a second for their answer. But yeah. uh, I'll, I'll we're, we're um, I can do here. Let me see. Let me try. Let me try to switch over to another line. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Maybe that'll get a little better. Give it a shot. All right. He's gonna try a different phone. Let me just see if this is any better. No, it's still right. there. It's still yep. there. Uh, yeah. So what I'll do is uh, I'll call you back in a minute. Maybe get a, clean, a cleaner line. Okay. Yeah. Just call us back in about a, you know, in a few uh, about a minute or so, and we'll um, we'll see if that works. If not, we'll just deal with it. Give it a shot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hi, man. Great. Right. Thanks. All right. I know that buzz drives some of y'all crazy, so we're gonna try to see if we can get him back in on a clean line. So I don't know what that was about, but um, we don't want you to have to deal with it if you don't have to, because we right. are making history tonight with our guest. Another one of many that we've had on the show. Hey, I don't think we mentioned that the um, the webcast, the Utopia webcast, is still available for like another ah. two weeks or so. That is true. Utopiashow.com. By the way, that Lynn that called in was Eric Gardner's assistant over at Panacea Entertainment. Eric, of course, is Todd's manager, and um, they are, you know working to get this camp going, survival camp, to get it uh, all lined up with the guest speakers and all that kind of thing. So I think really, I think there's two markets for that, which they're not going to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it. They like the the people that want to be in the music business. That's their story, the survival camp. I think it's a party at night. Now, granted, remember, at Toddstock, you left during the day in most cases and went and did something came back at night. Todd Stock parties were at night. I think this is going to be the same kind of deal, except you're going to get some jam sessions that will probably include Todd and some other people you know, which is um, all the more fun. And Cruiser Mel, you can attest to that because you got to do that at the My Record Fantasy Camp. Yeah, nonstop action. I'll tell you. Take you get get you know start taking naps now to get ready for it because you're not going to get much rest. <laughs> Too funny. Yep. All right, so if y'all want to call in and talk to Daryl Mike, by the way, if you want to say hello to the utopian, how about that? Kind of in a way, right? 646-716-9262 is our call-in number, and we'll take your calls and let you talk to Daryl as well. We are going to talk to him. You're going to talk to him if you want, and maybe he'll even sing for us. I don't know. What do you think, Cruiser Mike? Should we ask him? He might. Although I bet you've got something uploaded anyway. Perhaps. Yeah. Yes. As a matter of fact, I was hoping to play something from the Utopia show. Hmm. How about that? As a matter of fact, I may work on that while you talk to Daryl for a minute. What do you think? Uh, sure. I can give it a try. There you go. Is he yeah. is he on? Is he here? No, he's not here yet. Okay. So we have to keep talking. Okay. All right. Hang on, I'm taking a note. What's right. that? I, I was writing myself a note. Six four six seven one six nine two six two. Somebody in the chat room is asking the number again. Um, so let's talk about the tour again while we wait on Daryl, because that's my favorite subject. Todd and Healing, both albums live. Sons of nineteen eighty four dot com. If you are at the shows, you know that we sing Sons of 1984 multiple times. The, the um, 
course, anyway, after Todd is through with it, and it's a blast. It's a really cool situation. And apparently he really likes that. He sits back behind the curtain and listens. <laughs> so get Listen. the words right, people. <laughs> exactly. Listen. All right. Well, I don't know what happened to him. We're going to have to find out here. All right. So while we're waiting, let's do a. Is one of those numbers his, his hasn't pressed one, maybe? Uh, well, he pressed one last time, so he knows to do that. Okay. So, Daryl, if you, if you are in and you haven't pressed one, please do, so we'll know that you're ready to chat. Let's do another um, clip from Healing, because cool. I love it. Here we go. What you got? That girl that you heard on there will probably be our guest next week, by the way. Her name is Isabella, and she's with the Barbara Ingram School of the Choir, Arts. I guess, or school. Mm-hmm. And we want to talk to her because I like that part. Right, right. She is good. If hey. you haven't heard, by the way, the folks that uh, were at the Morristown gig, the choir, uh, which is Dee Dee Miles, our friend Dee Dee, who was one of our guests one time, they are going to be doing the Count Basie um, gig for the Todd Healing Tour, which that shows March 28th. Do you remember what they were called? Princeton. No, I'm afraid I don't. It's uh, Princeton. They're the Princeton something. So they will be back. They were great. So it's going to be – all the choirs are great, really. Yeah. Uh, since we're talking about the uh, tour, uh, Jill Mingo, the organizer of the Golden Goose, has has reminded us that the price to ride the Golden Goose one way is $35 if you book it by February 28th. After that, the price will be 50 bucks. Ah, going up. Everybody's procrastinating this this time of the year. What's up with that? The snow is over, people. No more excuses. <laughs> All right, oh. Mark Wooden is telling us that they raised $202.50. From the eBay watch auction, they gave away, or bid, whatever, whatever you call that in eBay, I guess, sold a watch that had, uh, it was given to the band during the Todd Healing Tour in September. It had, um, half of it was the Todd album cover, and the other half was some healing stuff from the healing album. It wasn't the healing cover, but it was uh, cooler than that, nonetheless. Maybe in the back of it, but some of Prairie's work, I believe. 
Great-looking watch. Sold it on eBay to raise money for Moogie. Help him out. Moogie is an alternative treatment. He's in San Diego right now eating raw vegetables and doing other things that are a different lifestyle for him. And hopefully that helps out. Mm-hmm. Those were All pretty right. cool watches, i got to admit. Yeah. They are cool watches. So very All right, good. let me just remind Daryl, if you've called in, I didn't uh, don't remember your number there, uh, press 1 so I'll know it's you, and I'll know that you want to discuss something with us. I wonder if his phone was dying, and that's why it sounded like that. Hmm. <laughs> what are we going to do? I don't know. Uh, I wonder. All right, let's, uh, let's do, there he is, very good. Oh, All good. Right, folks. We're back in action. Daryl, what's going on? Daryl, you with us? You don't think I'm Daryl, do you? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I did. Kathy Lee B., is that you? Yeah, it is. I've been, you know, sort of just on hold here, waiting to do the Daryl Tooks thing, and um, he's not there, so I am. <laughs> um, oh, this is kind of weird. I hope his phone didn't die on him. I don't know. Well, I just figured I'd call in because I know um, a bunch of you listening and uh, otherwise would know exactly what I'm talking about. This is what I was going to call in and talk to Daryl about. Wait, wait. Movie. I think we got him. So okay. hold that I thought. Call, I knew, what should I do? Hold, hold on. Thought. Hang tight. I'm going to bring you back. All right. Here we go. Let's check it out. Um, well. There it Hello. is. Hello. Daryl, you with us? Yep. Hey. How's the connection? Much better. Much better. Much better. Good, 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 good. Glad, glad of that. Hey, yeah, you we, know what? Master, we heard voice loud and clear. Before good. we, What's going, on before we get there? going too far, we got to wish you a happy early birthday, I noticed today. Oh, yeah, thank you, thank you. My birthday is this Friday, the 17th of February. Yeah. Oh, boy. Thank you. All thank right. you. Happy birthday. You know. Yeah, I was um, checking out some uh, videos of you on YouTube today, and uh, oh boy, some of those were a while back. <laughs> yeah, they go back yeah. a long time, man. Yeah, it's good they stuff. Go we're gonna back. play some of uh, one of your songs later too, if you don't mind. And we're also gonna take calls. We've already got one in from the Chicago area. So, Chris, uh, should we first? Yeah, they wanted to chat with you so um why don't we just get started with that we'll let kathy lee b start the show and then mel and i'll get in some of our questions we'll talk about the utopia reunion and other things that daryl's got going on so kathy lee b what's happening you're talking to daryl hey daryl happy uh birthday my fellow aquarian oh another aquarian there thank you thank you kathy all right well and and this is like I probably shouldn't even have called and admitted this kind of thing, but immediately following the Friday night show at the wait, the first night was Saturday, right? The first night was Saturday, and then we then we had another show there on Sunday, right? Right. I was only at the 29th Saturday night show, and you guys, yeah. you know, very nicely came out on the floor afterwards, and I was still sort of like flying in this sort of alternate 1974 kind of flight pattern. And um, But I saw you and I came up and I was, I was trying to explain the Beowulf to you. Do you remember that? I do remember, sure. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah, um, no, it was it wasn't as it wasn't as foreign to me as it might have seemed to you at the time. But yeah, I remember the conversation, sure. Well, and no, and you were flying on your own thing because the 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 show was just absolutely magical. Um, but I was talking about neo Beowulfs, and I and that's you and and uh, Curtis and Kaz, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. The neo Beowulfs, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, I just I was wondering if you'd you know ever had an opportunity uh, to work with some of the original Beowulfs. Um, Phil Ballou is gone now. I don't know if you're. Yeah, guys yeah, I knew I knew I knew them very well. I, I worked with all of those people a lot. In fact, um, Phil was a special friend of Curtis's and a special friend of mine. As as was um, Luther Vandross, who you know sadly also passed on, and um, yeah, and then yeah, Arnold, Arnold McCuller. I saw Arnold last year. Um, uh, he was doing a gig in L.A. when I was out there working, and um, I think he lives on the West Coast. And I and I uh, heard him; he sounded as great as ever. Um, maybe David Lasley was a part of that scene. All right. Well, that's that's. Yeah. The- and I was trying to make with you that, you know, from like 74 when we, you know, I don't know that I saw the Beowulfs. Um, I saw a Chicago version of these tours and, um, you know, but I've listened to them, you know, they're imprinted on my, my you know, brain stem or something like that. Sure, and then sure. You guys no, I, I guess I just came to know them, you know, by their other names and, and, and um and didn't immediately make the contact uh, when you the connection when when you uh, and I were chatting that night. I was still on cloud nine after the concert. Yeah, no but those those guys all 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 friends and and colleagues and um, people who you know the ones who who are not here anymore. I really miss them a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, I sure appreciate um, you know your your uh, patience with uh, you know that might have been one of your first major like oh my God it's a top ten what do I do now? <laughs> um, no, I, I, no, no. You know, first and foremost, you know, I've I've always been a big fan of Todd's music and of, of Todd as a person. You know, so I I understand that dedication and and that whole mesmerized evening, and then to be in all, in all honesty, to be there for the Utopia reunion with the caliber of musicianship and the and the intricacies of of, the, of that whole scene is it's just a, it's a mind blowing experience. So I understand. I I, sh- I feel you. No worries. All righty. Well, welcome to the family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it. Happy. All right. Happy to be birthday. Connecting with you. Mhm. You know it. Mhm. Back to you. All right. Thanks, Captain Lee B. Thank you. Night, Daryl. Night. Take it easy out in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's starting to warm up in places now. Thank goodness. Yeah, we we had a little bit of a, a little bit of a warm spell here on the northeast uh, yesterday. I think it got up in maybe mid forties, but Ooh. it was a yeah, it was it was a big thing. We really appreciated having it for a few hours, but it's going back to cold at night. Don't worry. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, I had enough cold when I was there for the Utopia shows, but uh, we'll talk about that in a minute because, believe it or not, we already have another caller, so we won't be rude and keep them on hold if we don't have to. 973, you're with us. You're talking to Daryl. 973. Hello, is that me? Yes. That's you. Oh, good. Okay, let me take my my radio run and headphones off. 
<laughs> Who all is right. it? First, I hope I hope y'all um, can be patient with me. I'm new to Radio Rungren. Thank God for this radio station. Who is this? Um, I'm a longtime fan, and um, I, I I just want to say, Daryl, it's an you know an honor to talk to you. First well, then, off, uh, thank um, you, thank you. Who? What's your name? My name is Laura. Hi, Laura. Um, I'm I'm from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And today I was blessed to um, give a listen to uh, Elephants in the Room. Oh well, yeah, one uh, from that's from my um, Heroes Gamos album about five years ago. Yeah. Oh, is it from five years ago? First off, I want to say that every Tar Ribbon fan, everybody should have this. It's Thank just you. awesome, Thank and and I was blown away by it. I'm going to get it by the end of the night. I'm going to order it. Wonderful. Thank um, Daryl, your your soulful vocals, especially in the song "Counting the Days Till Spring," yes, is 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 so. Um, I, I don't I don't want to like. Um, it's very much Todd Rudgren, not in the way of what you say, but it's just a lot like Todd Rudgren's Hideaway and Tortured Artist um, effect. Mm-hmm. I, I know you're a fan of Todd, but I can mm-hmm. see why you you would be a fan of Todd because of the music that I've heard so far from you and the music of Todd. It's, it's just um, amazing. And um, I really enjoy listening to you, and I, I hope everyone does going forward and supports you. Thank you so much. I I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, Todd, Todd uh, certainly his music and his, his artistry, his philosophy about music and about art have always have been central to to what I'm uh, trying to do. Not not trying to um, to do what he does because nobody can. Do I it. know, like I, but I, can, on, I can see nobody that. can do what he does. But on, you know, but on the other hand, the freedom. Uh, and the that's honesty exactly, yeah. That's is, exactly is what, what I is, mean. Yeah. Is that freedom? Yeah, is what is what comes out. And then when you then when that's happening, and so it's a really special thing for, you know, to be discovered by by new people like yourself. And I appreciate your your kind words. Right, it's it's a, a very it's a harmonic genius that you have in common, and that is very understated. I feel in the music industry today. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, well, good. Laura, thanks a lot. Also, That's good stuff. Nice compliment. Yeah, that really is. It's a, it, it it certainly is. Also, and interesting how being harmony based on, speaks. Mm-hmm. Oh, hold on. All right. I'm listening to you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, Laura, I'm go ahead. sorry. Go ahead. Uh, and, and based on that, like um, as um, a singer in Utopia, from what I've heard, what are you going to do when um, Swing to the Right's um, blaring lead guitar just just flies off the set when, you know, it's kind of mellow what you do. And uh, I'm sure you're going to love that rocking guitar that Todd does. Are you looking no, forward to that? Or, or? Oh, it's no no problem at all. It, it's, uh, it's, I love the energy, the honesty of it, the focus of it, the intensity of it, the intention of it. And it's not, it's never been a problem for me. It's, it's, um, one man. Well, you got it. Yeah, you guys did some good hard rock at the Laura, by the way, thanks for the call. You did some good um 
you know, rock and roll for that show in, in New York. Oh, you know, did, uh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, unfortunately, yeah. I don't think this show is going to go on the road. It would be fun. A lot of people were interested in seeing it um, and seeing it again that went. But Todd's just, you know, you, if you were listening to our announcement, he's booked for a while. So I don't know if that's going to happen again. But well, the ones that did go loved it. And the, the VOD, the video on demand was very popular with, with fans. And, you know, we, uh, we're we curious to find out, too. I mean, we want to talk about some of the – I mean, you got a very impressive resume, but let's get into some of the Utopia stuff right quick and kind of get sure. that out of the way. How did you um, – I understand you've been friends with Moogie and them for a long time. How did that all come into play? You'll, you're going to love this. And um, Radio Doug, Cruiser Mel, are you on still? I am. I'm still here, honey. Because yeah, this, this, this is nothing but the truth here. You're going you're to love this. And I, I really hope that Todd's fans – are listening and catch on to what I'm about to say. But Moogie and most of the guys, Ralphie and Siegler, the whole crowd, they had forgotten that it was actually Todd himself who introduced me to them back in the late 70s. Nice. So, yeah, I had met I had met Todd previously uh, just as a young musician who was a fan of of his, I I only had a couple of artists that I had liked in the same way that I admired Todd's music, and I made it my point to just meet them. and And I met Todd uh, when he was doing some touring around, and and he said, "Keep in touch, you know, as you develop." And I did. And um, mid to late seventies, uh, Curtis and I came back up to New York, and um, I had turned Curtis on to. To Todd's music and to the Utopia scene. I actually was at the concert in '73 in Central Park with, ah. with those guys. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I already had 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 become you know somewhat known by Todd. But uh, it was in I think in '77 that Todd just picked up the phone and said, "Hey man, you know, uh, you guys come and visit me, and um, we'll get to know each other a little bit." And we went up to his place in Woodstock and spent some time with him. And then he introduced us to. Uh, Moogie and um, and John Siegler and Ralph Shuckett. That crowd was doing a lot of recordings in New York during those days, and we Curtis and I just fit in like a hand in glove. It was great. That's uh that's funny. You go, you go to the Central Park, and then here we are. Let's see, whatever that is, many many decades later. Yeah, man, doing that's a long time ago. That's a long ring. time ago. Yeah. <laughs> And I remember wow. that concert uh, was for the lady who just got off the line. That that concert was actually uh, Daryl Hall, uh, John Oates, and the late Googie Coppola were the singers on that concert with Todd. It was really a special concert that night. Wow. Yeah, so that they, they, they was an obvious choice then for them to get you guys as backup singers because I don't think Kevin and um, John and those guys have been doing that much over the years, and it worked out really, really nice. Yeah, I understand. Y'all didn't really have to do a whole lot of practice because you knew the music already, including the prog rock. (laughs) That was was so funny. John's like, listen, Daryl, you know this music better than we do. But, I mean, you listen to how how intricate those parts are, how rhythmic. And it's just a great great band that they were. And and I'm happy that that, that Todd's fans are getting a chance to to experience his uh, Todd and his healing record. But... You know, that, that Utopia music is also really, really extraordinary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Difficult music to play, and, and the, the band did a great job of it. It was a really two good shows, no question about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Are you in Connecticut? Is that where you live? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm in oh, well, you might need to come out and see the sh- the show at in Hartford on the 25th yeah. of March. Yeah, I definitely want to catch one of them. You know, I'll, um, either uh, Hartford. I had thought about either going up to Berkeley or uh, Hartford or um, Count Basie. One one of those I want to make. So because there are three in a row, like like yes. the end of March, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I, I, maybe I get to see you. Are you going to be at, at all of them or any of them? Yes, sir. We'll be at all. Good. Well, maybe I'll, well, I'll let you know. You know which. Because I definitely want to make one. Because those those were some of my favorite records. It's a oh, very yeah. good show. Plus, I'm sure um, it'll be of interest to you to see these choirs, these professional choirs, come out during the Healing album. It really adds a great element to it. It's very uh, very nice, and they mix it up. They do different ones. So do they do they do compassion in the show? Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. It's beautiful. Oh yeah, compassion. It's. The healing suite is just unbelievable. That's, uh, I just uh, can't say enough good things about it. The thing that interests me the most about that is you just can't get that in any other concert. doesn't matter who you go see. You're not going to see a song like that presented that way. It's not happening. Only this show. All right, so we got a couple callers already. We're just, you're just popular today. 561, you're with us. Hello. Hi. Hey. 561 here. Hey, this is John Harris from Florida with Mom. How you doing, Utopia Land? Hey, John. Doing all right, man. Hi. Snap. Hey, I wanted to, I want to talk to Daryl for a second. Daryl, first of all, I'd like to say that uh, I went to night one, and I think you guys were just amazing. The the vocals, the way you worked with Chasm, and I'm not really sure of the the other guy's name. That's um, Curtis King. Mm-hmm. Curtis. Oh man. Yeah. Really. Nice, sweet touch to the vocals there, and um, you know, and and so specifically though, I wanted to ask you. Um, okay, so what happened was I went to the first night and I came back and I got the paper. Have you seen the pay per view, Daryl? Yes, I've seen it. Uh, I, I can't say that I've seen every moment of it, but I've seen some of it. Yeah. Nice, sweet mix, right? Oh, sounds really good. Yeah, sounds really good. So I just noticed, I just wanted to see if you could just give me the band perspective on the, um, like, Night One had, like, a nervous energy, but it was, like, it just seemed, like, so magical, you know? And then, right. whereas Night Two, I don't know, do you think that, that the second night, I mean, clearly the music was a lot more, like, polished uh, the second night, but I just felt like the the massive energy was really on that first night. Did, what, did you feel that? Did you guys feel that up there? I'm going to piss a well, lot can, of people off that was the second night. But. No, 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 not a problem. I, I can actually speak, I can speak for myself. You know, when you bring cameras in to shoot things, you know, no matter what it is, it's going, that's going to make a difference. And um, because, because you have to think about the lighting and the things that, that are ultimately going to be captured forever that way. And, and, you know, I, I did a con I did a, a concert. Uh, I was, actually, it was a television show recording that was filmed with Leonard Bernstein conducting West Side Story some years ago, and and that experience of having the cameras all around is just it's, no matter how focused you are on the music. And once again, that was very demanding music. No matter how focused you are, 
it, it, it it's impossible for the cameras not to make a difference because there's a you know production that's going on. But having said that, you're right about that wonderful nervous energy from night one because you got to remember, we all hadn't been together in the same room in 30 years until the until the day before, mm-hmm. and it, and we all came together, you know, for a happy cause, but also for a kind of sad cause because. Because Moogie is, you know, Moogie was going through is going through a health crisis, so all of that was in that room. All that love, all that anxiety, all that nervous tension, and of course the great Todd Rundgren, you know, uh, showed up and and made it happen. But you know, people who saw the second night saw a great concert. They just saw a different concert, and that's and that's the way it is. That's the way it's supposed to be with live music, don't you think? Uh, I agree with that. Let me get John back on. John. Used you because your phone was crackling, but uh, I'm gonna put you right back on. Hold on, Snappy. All right, you're back, right. Snappy. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot for that, man. Because uh, that was such a magical moment. I just felt it like we were right up front. Uh, a lot of us were waited out front, and we got up front. And we just felt that. Like I felt like you could see the, the band was even saying, like, "Wow, this is really." This is coming out pretty damn good, better than <laughs> anybody expected, and it was just it was it was mind blowing. You used that term before. And well, just to I let just you know like, once again, you know we we all want to let the fans from the 30th know they saw a great concert. Uh, it's just that on the on the 29th, most of the guys in the band kind of had teary eyes when we went upstairs. It was a it was such a such so much love that they felt from the audience. We all felt from the audience, and for for each other, and and um, so much gratitude that we all could get together and make that happen. I don't want to get too sentimental on you, but that was what was happening that night. No, and then, and then, of course, the first, yeah. yeah, yeah. First night shows are always you know different, and they're they're big, and uh, you know nobody knows exactly what's going to happen, what the set list is, and uh, it's just a different element. But um, you know they also know that if you wait it out later on, the music gets tighter. So you get you know a lot of people went to both shows too. Yeah. Um, All right, well, thanks kind of, for, a lot for uh, having me uh, you know, call in and stuff. I'll see anybody yeah. that's going to Hartford. I'm looking forward to that show as well. But, uh, right. Daryl, thanks again, and I hope to see you up there again sometime. Take care, guys. Yeah, my, my pleasure. Thank you. All right, way to go. John Snappy Harris, we'll see you in Hartford, my man. I know you got a pit seat. I saw it the other day when I was checking out our orders. So enjoy that. All right, so that's good stuff. Um, there yeah. was... Uh, a lot of talk about how the, the two were different, but you know the set list was the same. You know, so the musical choices weren't different. And um, you know, there's just a little bit of element of excitement when you come in and you're not sure exactly what's going to happen. I think that's the biggest thing. But uh, Moogie sure did have a, a good time. You could tell with both shows. I mean, he uh, really was into it. Yeah, and of course, the second night people got a chance. You know, fans got a chance to see just how. Just how vulnerable Todd was with everybody, saying, "Okay, we're going to do that one again." <laughs> so uh, it was it was quite a night, quite a night, and um, yeah, man, no no complaints. So you yeah. and you and Curtis uh, didn't have any chance to practice with the band any time until what'd you say? Just the day before when Todd came. No, in? we no we rehearsed uh, the band. We all rehearsed for uh, the better part of a couple of weeks, but it was. It was still. I mean, it's a massive amount of, of material, and it, and it's so and it's so intricate uh, that that until you really get it all together, gelled, you know, with Todd present, 
then mm-hmm. then you can't really be sure how it's go- all going to um, sort out. But um, yeah, so we had we had band rehearsals and vocal rehearsals and um, and did a lot of woodshedding, of course. But okay. uh, what about but with Chasm? When did y'all get to start practicing with Chasm Sultan? Yeah, your Chasm was around. Great. First of all, you know he's you know, he's an official member of Utopia all these years, and um, and he we got we were with him for. We had a few rehearsals with the with the three of us doing vocal rehearsals, and um, uh, it was really great. You know, he welcomed us so warmly into into that scene, and and if, he didn't really know that you know how far back I went with Todd and and that everybody, but he was very very welcoming and a really you know, a sweet guy. So we had a, we had a lot of fun. It was it was no problem. The whole thing worked like a charm. Excellent. All right, yeah. good stuff. Oh yeah, let's good talk stuff. about Daryl Tooks for a minute. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> We've got um, you had a hit song. Yep, back I did. In the, I, back in the mm-hmm. day, which I know yep, you yep. probably talked about many times, but our listeners might not know, but they might recognize. You know, yeah. especially it would have been good yesterday, Valentine's Day. Oh yeah. So let me give a little clip. I got about a thirty-second clip of this. Give everybody a taste of it. See if it jogs any memories and. Uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit about that and some of the other things that you've been doing outside of the Utopia stuff. Here we go. Okay. This sure. is Lifeguard for people who don't know. an angelic voice <laughs> oh thank you what thank year was you. that do you recall that yeah that record check this out that record made it to number three on the billboard charts in 1989 uh peaking right at the beginning of 1990 dang mm-hmm. <laughs> congratulations <laughs> Woo. yep yep isn't that something? Sorry? Did you get wow. the yeah the video? That looked like an official video. Were you on MTV and all that good stuff? VH1, uh, yeah, back in the day, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. cool, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Great stuff. Well, so you've got uh, a hit record. Then you've also uh, been a teacher, been on commercials, yeah. all kind of TV shows. I mean, your resume is very yeah. impressive. I really like the... Um, the fact that you got to perform with Roberta Flack, that had to be pretty cool. Yeah, Roberta, that was one of the first big tours that I did. Um, and and uh, once again, that was kind of following a pattern with some guys that I admired a lot. Donnie Hathaway had those hits with her. And um, Luther Vandross was singing the duets with her, with Roberta on the road. And then I joined uh, the group and... Uh, then Luther went on to do other things, and I sang those duets with Roberta. Did Carnegie Hall World Tour? Really, you know, really great, great time, great music. She's a great artist, and uh, yeah, that was a a wonderful beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, another thing I noticed you had, um, which this ties into Mr. Rungren a little bit, um, that you have arranged for student a cappella groups, 
And, you know, Todd had that album. I guess you're a big fan of that one. Yeah, that that album is out of sight, man. Uh, I mean, I don't think he, I, I don't think there's an, there's an album that Todd's ever done that I don't think is out of sight. First of all, I, all of his music I like, <laughs> but I've done, yeah, I've done a lot of uh, acapella arranging, um, and um, all that kind of you know jazzy changes and and um, close harmonies and stuff like that. Just just finished a chart of. Uh, Human Nature, you know the the Michael Jackson song. Uh huh. Yeah, it hasn't been performed yet, but I just just finished a chart on that here recently, wow. last couple of weeks. Mm. Where will that Where will that be? Um, yeah, yeah, I did that one for my uh, my daughter's acapella group at Williams College. They, they're called GQ. Williams, good question. They're really good. <laughs> yeah, that's so, cool. You know, it's yeah. it seems like that. I mean, I may have just missed it, but. It seems like that's kind of um, becoming uh, more popular than it was in the past. I guess it's kind of becoming like a, a, a trend with some of the schools and the, and the and some of the groups now to do acapella style shows. Or is that something that's been going on forever? Well, I guess they've had it. You know, here here on the um, in the Northeast, the, the small liberalized colleges and the uh, Ivies. You know, like the Whiffin Poots and all those groups. But but then with the popularity of that TV show Glee that's on Fox, yeah, yeah, they've had, yeah they've, that's really had a a lot to do with that thing happening even bigger. And <laughs> now you know the production values are so good that you know they can kind of fudge it. But it's you got to really see them live to hear what's really going on. You know because it's mm-hmm. you know like like the group Take Six, they're they're extraordinary. What did you think about the Full House when they did uh, Hojo on TV? Did you see that, John Stamos? Actually, actually, I did see that. That was happening. That was incredible, incredible. <laughs> yeah, you know that that's that's the coolest thing about Todd, man. His stuff just shows up, you know, where you least expect it. And, uh, well, that and really that was, was where you would least expect it. Yeah, where you least yeah. expect it, you know. And and my, my daughter, the same one who does acapella, you know, with her with a group at, at Williams, she's like. The whole jazz on. It was John Stamos and those guys. I couldn't believe it. That's fine. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, but it's 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 good. I, I like I like the, the medium a lot, and um, and have you know done a lot of writing and arranging that in that way as well. Sure. Right. So so what is what is up next for Daryl Tooks? What's in your pipeline that's that's a cool project that you are going to be participating in? Yeah. Well. Thank you for asking. Um, number one, my phone is ready to ring when when Todd and the guys want to do some more, whatever it is. Chasm, if you're listening, or whatever, you guys got to know. I love it, and and I will never be too busy or too preoccupied because that's really why we do music to 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 be a part of great moments that we can share and hopefully shine a little light into people's lives. And and certainly working with Todd and those guys, that's what you do. So now that I said that, I, I'm I'm comfortable, to, you know, to go on and talk about some of my other projects that I'm working on. Yeah, um, I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm in, I'm in the studio uh, working on, uh, as you might expect, you know, working on always work recording new music, and I I write an awful lot. Um, really, you know, very prolific writer. Don't don't ever stop writing. And um, I've been working with a um, producer uh, in Norway and recording. Most of this record in Scandinavia. We recorded in Norway and 
Sweden, Denmark, some of it over here in the States as well. But I just hooked in with a producer that I really admire a lot and um, done a lot of projects with him through the years. And seems to be a good fit for for my writing and uh, for where I am at this point in my, you know, in my journey. So I'm not sure when that music is going to be released. Uh, we're, I'd say we're about halfway with the, uh, with the production of it right now. So do so you have to actually go over to Scandinavia to do the recording, or do you record yeah. your part there at home? No, no I, we, we travel back and forth and um, go where we go to find musicians that we need to work with on and 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 we're there you may, you remember like the way the way um uh well the way the way it used to be back in back in the day with with groups like steely dan and and todd i mean it was live cats sitting in a room you know doing it and so we we go wherever we find the where we think we can find the you know the right the right casting for for the piece and that's mm-hmm. that's what what it's been based on and it's going really well. It's going really well. Um, okay. I think it's 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 just important for me at this time. I'm, I'm sure you get this, cruising mail and radio, Doug. I'm sure you get this. It's it's really important now to to try to get the right exposure for my music. To try to get um, better opportunities for it to be to be heard. And and um, and you know, as as Lifeguard was a was a hit, you know, that many years ago. It does show me that you know there's a uh, there's an audience out there that that really appreciates, um, you know, what I'm doing. I just want to make sure that I serve myself and serve them well by, like, you know, getting it out there at this time. Well, I notice on on your website uh, you've got something like ten or eleven solo albums already. Uh, how can people find those? Are they available Amazon yeah. or CD Baby? Yeah, you could. Yeah, there there are ways, you know. In today's world, people go on Amazon and put your name in, uh, search you out on Google, and of course, if you go to DarylTooks.com, you can see uh, different uh, projects. And yeah, I've done a few records for for um, for independent labels and a, a couple for the majors as well. And um, and apart from that, what's this all about? This is all about this excitement, this joy over live performing. So. So I've I've done a, a number of different kind of gigs lately, um, and I want to uh, make sure that I start doing more because it's it's just no it's no better way than uh, to get the story going than to be you know, to be out among the people playing and and uh, sharing it with you. Well, yeah, you can <clears throat> feed off their energy, and uh, so you get something out of it too, not just the the audience. Sure, it's a it's a it's an organic experience, you know, very uh, very interconnected. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. tell us a little bit about last year. Uh, you were musical director for Leslie Gore. Um, clear me That's up right. on on her. Is she the one that did the "It's My Party and I'll Cry If I Want To"? She absolutely is. Oh she man, sounds, she's she still sounds, out there doing it, huh? Yes, and she sounds as great as ever. She's a wonderful lady. She has a very fascinating story. And she also wrote that song um in Fame out here on my own. Oh, she um, did. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yes, she wrote that song. She's had a very interesting career. One thing that that um we 
forget sometimes when, when Leslie was a teenager, she did It's My Party. That song was produced by Quincy Jones, and that was his one of, if not his first huge pop hit. He came from more like a world of jazz. And when he did It's My Party, had Klaus Oberman arranging it, and it was just a, a phenomenon. And and, uh, and um, there was Leslie, like you know, 17 years old, number one in the world. But she she's a great artist, a great friend, and and um, I'm a pianist uh, and arranger, as you know. So apart apart from singing, so with with um, Leslie, I did uh, a tour with her last year and did a lot of cool arrangements of stuff. We did a nice arrangement of John Lennon's Imagine. Did an arrangement of um, of blowing in the wind, you know, Dylan. Cool, cool stuff. Did some huh. um, did some stuff by the French composers, you know, like a Jacques Brel, and along with the songs that she's got to do, like uh, uh, "It's My Party" and "You Don't Own Me" and her hits. So it was a good, it was a good tour, good tour. Mhm. Oh is yeah. There, is there any more of that? I know you said you you'd like to get out there with Todd and them, but is there anybody else that's knocking on your door uh, for this year or next year? So I don't have, I don't have any tour plans right now. I did, I, I did a gig last week at Iridium, the jazz club in New York, mm-hmm. with this really, um, really fine Brazilian guitarist and composer, Sandro Albert, and they utilized me as a, pretty much as a horn. I'm singing, um, like monosyllabic. Uh, non-word type stuff, you know, but along with Sandro's melodies, Brazilian music, as you know, is really clever and romantic and rhythmic, and you can't, you can never guess what's going to happen next with, with with that music. But it's really exciting. So yeah, we we are uh, probably going to do uh, some more gigs together this year, some touring, uh, maybe do some of the jazz festivals, that kind of thing this coming summer. And as you mentioned before, one of you mentioned, I'm I am a professor also at NYU, you know, teaching music theory and harmony and all that kind of stuff over there. So it it's a good good time to be doing that. Got a lot of really fine students who are in the music theater department that I get to interact with and try to share what I've learned about music with them. I'm enjoying that very much. Well, uh, I know that uh, uh, backing up to the the stuff about future gigs, whether they be uh, jazz or, you know, with another artist, for instance, like the Leslie Gore kind of thing, I know that the Todd fans that got to see you guys uh, perform at the Utopia show really were raving about you and Curtis, well, and Chasm too, but, you know. So they they get, they get to see Chasm a little you know more often with uh, he's playing bass with Todd right yeah yeah he's still good 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 yeah, yeah he's a cool guy but, yeah, I but think anyway you may, you may have gained some new fans I'm I'm sure of it so people will probably start watching your website so you better come up with something to do performing in public <laughs> yeah yeah I, I really should and and um you know I had a few years ago as the caller who called uh, mentioning Elephant in the Room. That song is that. There's a video for that song out there on um, on YouTube or those kind of cyberspace places. And with that, when we did that record, I had put together a band. Um, 
that band, uh, we haven't done anything together this year, but we did a lot of touring up until about a year ago, a fair amount at least, and uh, that's a real good band with um, with a two trump, I mean a trumpet, sax, uh, um, upright bass, uh, drums, guitar. I'm playing piano and singing, and we did a lot of good stuff together. I, I would like to get that going again, and um, it's a it's a nice setting for that. For that kind of music, and I want to bring that around to places for people to hear us. Are you the one that keeps up with your website, or do you have a person that does that for you? <clears throat> no, no, I do it myself. Okay. Well, yep, so make you, sure that you have any you have any suggestions, or you know anybody who you might be able to take me take it to another level. Let me know. No, actually, I was uh, when I was talking to Doug earlier this afternoon. He said, "Well, have you gone and looked at?" at Daryl's website, and I was like, yeah, it's a really great website. Yeah, the, it was designed by a guy named Thomas Foyer. He's a monster, and he's a busy guy himself. Um, but but he turned the reins over to me uh, after he designed it uh, to just keep it updated. Well, it, it's a beautiful website. Everybody, I, I suggest you go check it out. There's good music on there. Um You've got some some nice writings on there as well, just sort of musings, I guess, and um, some poetry. You want to talk a little bit about your poetry? Yeah. Well, I um, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I uh, do write poetry, and I and I write the prose. And and one thing that's interesting, I, I guess, when I was posting those writings and those musings, just perfect, perfect description you have for. Them. I guess I was just in a real reflective mood, saying um, these things are are worth sharing. Just like this, I, I think that anyone who goes to the website and they are they're pleased with the sort of immediate aesthetic of the website, that's fine. But people who are looking for a deeper experience, you don't want to disappoint them. If there's something you have to share, you want to be able to share it, and and so that's why I did that kind of stuff. Now. One one thing I found fascinating, and I and I really didn't know this until recently, Doug, but and and Cruzamel, recently I found out that our our um, our hero Todd, you know, he he's very um, fastidious in his lyrical approach to the point of, of like delaying com- completion of lyrics until he knows that um, that's exactly what he wants to say, the way he wants to say it, and he's pretty strong about that and and you know it, it shows in the writing and and of course once again this is this is a guy who I idolized so much as a kid that that I can see why I would feel such a commitment to having the words that really uh in uh impart what you're trying to get across in the most uh direct but uh, elegant way and um so the bar is really high, and I'm glad you noticed it. Uh, I, I don't want to waste the opportunity when somebody is willing to check a little bit more deeply into what what I have to say. I don't want to waste that moment to be able to to get it across, and, and so that's why I give as much attention to the to the lyrical detail as um, as I do, and um, and I'm glad to be lined up with you know with someone else who you know is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's probably you know you probably have a lot of uh, I guess ability to pick up some of that from all the charity work that you do too. You're involved in a lot of things, you know, 
from a charity perspective. That's uh, very impressive. Yeah, thanks. You know, I I do try to help out where I can, and um, right now I'm um, working in a very uh, direct way with. Uh, is it okay to mention one of them? Sure. Well, anything yeah. you want. I'm working. Yeah, I'm working very in a very direct way with the humanitarian aid organization, Americares. Mm-hmm. They they're a really remarkable organization. You know, getting medical supplies as first responders wherever there is a need, regardless mm-hmm. of political or any kind of issues. And I mean, for instance, whether it's Katrina, Hurricane Katrina, or issue in Haiti or, or the or the tsunami, you, you just name it. They're there they have they have uh, medicines and medical supplies in the hands of local people and local medical professionals. So when anything happens they can move really fast. And and that's a great thing to be able to help people. And sure and have I, you been I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you been on some of those trips? I mean when some of these things yeah. have happened, have you got yeah. to go witness yeah. it and help out with the crisis relief? Yes, I, I have not been on the scene for the first response, but I have done their airlifts. I just and recently I just went to um, to uh, El Salvador with them, where we went to um, an orphanage, we went to a senior citizens' home, and we went to pediatric uh, hospital, all built with uh, donations from this organization. Wow! And yeah, so pretty, very, very powerful. Very powerful experience, and um, yeah, so so I'm really honored that you know they uh, have partnered with me and see me somewhat as a an artistic ambassador for their cause, and um, I'll hope to be able to uh, you know make a difference. That's one. Well, do you do any uh, singing at those? When you go to these things, do you sing? I mean, one of the things we talk about a lot, of course, obviously with this tour is is the um, and with Moogie is the healing effect of music. I can see you, you know, at these places doing some of that. I have not done that yet, although that is something that I would very much like to do and put together, uh, as I was going to mention a moment ago, uh, the producer of my new project, uh, Bjorn Nesho, the uh, Norwegian. Um, uh, He actually says, listen, you know, Daryl, we do this kind of thing in Europe all the time. I mean, every year. Significant concerts uh, raise lots of money and get them in the hands of uh, the most needy cases. Always, it's, it's like nothing gets in the way. Everyone participates, and and I want to, I want to be able to spearhead that kind of a, of effort here. You know where it's you know it's nonpartisan, uh, no no you know political wrangling or foolishness. It's just trying to help out people where you can and. Um, so I've had a great experience, you know, with the healing aspects of music for a long time. I've always felt that, and I've, I've seen it, I've witnessed it, I've, I've participated in it. I've, I can tell you so many anecdotal stories, you know, on, on the things that have happened through music and through my experiences with music with, with people in all kinds of conditions, how music has been so helpful. And and. Just plain healing to people is unbelievable. It's absolutely stunningly beautiful what has happened. So that's that's also pushing it. So apart from the fact that it's you know it's, it's musical, it's jazzy or harmonically interesting. You know, it's not just musical musical harmony, but but you know 
spiritual harmony at the sure. core of it all. Mm-hmm. That's pushing it. That's that's driving it. That's 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 driving it. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of healing music, yeah, we got a little surprise for everybody tonight, including yourself. Okay. We have a bootleg recording of what I would say would probably be one of Moogie's more emotional moments from the 29th because, A, he wrote the song, and, B, Todd was singing the song and put it on his most popular commercial album, Something Anything. So we're going to cue up Dust in the Wind and let you hear it. This has got Daryl Tooks in the background as well as the others we've discussed tonight. This is Todd. This is from Utopia, January 29th. We'll be right back. Enjoy the song.
gorgeous. Thank you. That's gorgeous. Thank you for sharing that. That's wonderful to hear that. That's a good recording. Wow. Not bad, isn't it? That's our friend Paul. I won't say his last name. Keep him out of trouble, but uh, he's yeah. got one hell of a recording of the show. Few fan conversations here and there, but not many. I'll send you a copy, of course, if you want, but it's good stuff. No doubt about it. That's from the 29th, really, by the way. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah, really good. I mean, I remember when I first heard the Something Anything record, and... um of course, you know, Moogie wrote that song, as you mentioned, and he um, he recorded it, and then it's on it's on um, the Something Anything record with, with Todd. And so this was kind of a hybrid, like Todd's arrangement, but some of the vocal stuff that Todd had done on Moogie's record that did not show up on Something Anything. So it really, really made me happy to hear it just now. Thank you. Absolutely. We wanted to... Um... Let everybody hear a little bit more of you, other than just Lifeguard from the 90s, <laughs> from back in the day. Sure. Well, we got a caller again, which is always good. 513, you're with us. You're talking to Daryl Tooks. Hi, Daryl. This is Chuck Madden. Hi, Chuck. How you doing? Very well. It's great to meet you in New York. Hi, Mel. Hey, Hi, Doug. Same here. Hey, bud. Hey, uh, Daryl, something we talked about very briefly that night, I kind of want to ask you about uh, for the rest of the Todd fans, and that is... Uh, one thing that's overlooked with Todd so much is his wonderful backing vocal arrangements. He just seems to have a gift for, I kind of think it's the Philly R&B roots, but what do you think about uh, about his art form and, and just how he layers his vocals? Yeah, Todd is in a category all by himself when it comes to just creativity and and if you take that and you add you add on top of it the fact that he really has no musical limitations whatsoever. So when he's arranging backing vocal parts, and I noticed also when we were putting the gig together, he's just going for it. You know, he's going for what he's hearing, going for what he's feeling. Um, he's open to your suggestions, and um, through the through the years, I've listened to the way he's almost been like a hmm, like a like a Someone arranging for for an orchestra or a symphony, but just doing it with his uh, instruments and with his voice or the available voices. I don't know if you hear it that way, but but that's what it is. The guy just is unlimited in his uh, in his command of of, um, of of arranging. He has some very special things he does. For instance, in the Utopia years, he was he was into those kinds of. Um, uh, Tritone type of harmonies and and move, movements a lot like um, some of the great American orchestrators like um, Copeland or Bernstein or, or that that scene you could hear it in his in his uh, the movement the inner the inner voicings of his, his choral parts that's just what he is I, it's just uh, listen I'm just happy you know other people get him the way I get him and, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I could see it on stage that you were having fun. That everybody was having fun. That was, to me, one of the things that struck me most about it. Actually, I find it true with most benefits. It's one of the reasons I, I love benefits. Everyone checks their ego at the door and just has fun. It seemed like everybody was having a blast. For sure, for sure. I mean, I I work with some really really fine artists. You know, some really well known and some that are not no, well known at, at all. But, but um, 
it's never it's never any better than that. What's going on with Todd? Because his his music is so real, and um, once again, without any musical limitation whatsoever, and and uh, it's coming from such a genuine place that that um, hey, it's it's just it's it's a really moving experience when you you know when you're in there. It's a even it's and once again, you if if we go to a song, even go to a song like Heavy Metal Kids. I mean. There's there's a, a fun message that you you understand you know it's like it's you can get you can get with it at any stage of yeah mind. yeah well there's so many layers to it just like you're talking about the harmony that even in the meaning of the lyrics that that song has lots of layers oh yeah absolutely <laughs> that's what I'm talking about and I think that I think that you know we're talking about Todd as a musician and how he's influenced um, me particularly in this conversation but. But you're talking about somebody, you know, with just a big, a, you know, a, a big capacity for, uh, for you know, thinking through issues and um, and imagination. I, I would listen if he came over and he made some statements about what he expects the future to be like. I would listen to him very closely because yeah. I, I'm sure he's he's definitely talented. It's, no it's funny you'd say that because uh, the other question I had, and I'll I'll let you go and and listen to your answer is. Uh, you followed Todd and seeing the utopia so closely as you did. What would you like to see him do in the future? What type of music would you, where would you like to see his direction go? We all, we all talk about this. All our Todd fans, we get together and say, wow, it would be great if he did this. But what do you think? Well, I'm going to probably disappoint some fans with what I'm about to say. Uh, but, but I just think that, that uh, every artist, especially Todd Rundgren, who is, an artist, artist. I really think that what's important is for him just to be expressive the way he needs to, or not as he needs to at that time. Um, he can answer any kind of project. He can he can write for any need. He can he can respond to any opportunity. I just think the, the world is going to get the most we can get from him if he's just allowed to be himself, do his thing as he will, as he feels it, or not when he feels like. He needs a break, um, or he needs a change of pace, because his body of work pretty much says that. And I've always been very respectful, no matter what kind of turns he's taken through his music. When he, you know, we, we initiation, faithful, you know, the ever popular tortured art artist effect. I mean, if you just go through, uh, I have the Nas album, the, that Red album uh, from back then. You kind of have to allow an artist to respect an artist's process as they try different things. The letter Bernstein said, listen, if you if you die and you still have projects in you that you are unfulfilled, well that's a that's a life well lived because, you know, if you if you are sitting around and you have nothing else to say, then um that's a tragedy. So I'm I'm never I'm never uh, bored by what Todd comes up with. Um even at times when it's uh when when it's maybe gone down a a path that has not been my favorite path for him at the moment. I think that I just want to see this guy doing his thing. You know, I, I did an album singing and arranging, and I, I did a big world tour with, with Sting, who's a great artist, and, a, and has made a real impact on the world with his music. And in the process of making that record, I kept telling him, listen, you know, you're in a position that anything you do, people are going to pay attention to. And we need you. To push, you know, to push, you know, to try to open up some doors for for creativity and and ideas, and that's something you never have to do with Todd. He's doing he's doing it on his own. 
He is. Well, again, it was nice to meet you in, in New York. I hope to see you at one of the healing shows. Hey, man, thank I love you. your work, by the way. Uh, oh, thank you. Are you still there? Love yes, your sir. work. I mean, those pictures are so, so stunning I, and so soulful, so soulful. And, and, you know, glad to know you. Wow. I hope we get to see each other again. How kind of you. Take care. Mm-hmm. You know it, Chuck. All right. See you, Chuck. Resident London radio photographer, of course. <laughs> Chuck Madden. Oh, were there any... Were there any uh, uh, funny things that happened, like when you guys were rehearsing for the Utopia show. Um, <laughs> got it? Got any good tales from that weekend? Well, this is terrible. But you know, the thing about it was, if you remember, it was cold and it was a lot of snow and all the flights were delayed and everything. You remember that? It was. Yes. Yeah, it was very bad. Remember, I actually couldn't make the show. Uh oh. Sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah. The flights oh. were delayed, and I mean, it was just a mess. So we were rehearsing, and, um, you know, Todd's flight was delayed. And um, and so <laughs> we were um, a bunch of, let's just say, some sweaty guys in there, you know, rehearsing like all afternoon. And, we, and you know, waiting for this warm reunion or crazy reunion. You know, he walks in and he makes the obvious statement, man, this place smells like a locker room. <laughs> Which, huh? <laughs> Which was pretty hilarious, but it was true, you know. I was not surprised to hear him say that. We were tight in there, you know, just tight, re- rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing. But it was a, it was a good, re- it was a good reunion, in spite, of, in spite of the fact that it was like a locker room. I just smacked y'all. Were there, were there, there, there all right? Well, let's were there um, hugs passed around, um, oh, or yeah. anything oh, like yeah. that? How, how was? Oh yeah. How was Todd with Moogie? Was he as gracious as he appeared in the um, during the show? Every bit of it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Every bit. You would not be disappointed. There's there's no there's no um, there's no back story to this that would sound uh, in in any way to disappoint you. You would. These were people who have been closer than close uh, in their youth. Um, had made their reputations together and had done something rather remarkable. And um, and nobody wanted to get overly sentimental about the fact that, you know, Moogie is facing a health challenge. We all tried to to just keep it um keep it in a positive light. Uh but but it was just a it was just a warm, warm feeling. The same feeling that uh, Doug, did you notice that everyone had in the audience? It was that same kind of feeling among the musicians. Happy to see each other. Um, thrilled that Curtis and I were there because uh, if anybody knew the music, you know, it was it was a, we were there, so it was a relief they wouldn't have to worry about playing the parts and singing them. <laughs> and um, we had a lot of fun fun talk. Todd talked about um, taking. Uh, Luther Vandross on the road for his first big tour ever, singing backing vocals with them, and and how Luther was ordering uh, McDonald's in Paris, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. I'm guilty of that. <laughs> but, actually. but then you know, and I'll do and I'll do fairness to him also, uh, remembering you know, that great that great vocal part on uh, Just One Victory. Hold that line, baby. Hold that line. That's yeah, great, that's Luther. We got a few bootlegs from that. The um, when they do the wheel. Good stuff. Yeah. Get up. Yeah, boys. hey, somebody want to know where y'all rehearsed over there in New York City. We rehearsed at um Oh yeah. Ultrasound, which 
ironically, I was right back there the next week rehearsing with the with Sandro, the, the Brazilian artist I was telling you about. It's a very, it's a very <laughs> common the, uh, place. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the Iridium show, that was a cool place. Since you brought it up, though, I have to play a clip right quick for people that know about the Iridium show Todd was at. Hold on. <laughs> All right. You probably couldn't hear that. <laughs> that's a girl at the wow. Iridium saying, hello, it's me, you bastard. <laughs> oh, Which Todd, of terrible. course, did not. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it was terrible. But um, anyway, we got a kick out of it. It's New York Iridium. The Iridium was packed for the Todd show. It was uh, it was a lot of fun. It's a good place. Great. Did you have a good great time playing well. there? Oh, yes. Yeah, great, great, great. It's a great venue. And, um, friend, you know, people came out and um, probably will do it again good. Uh, sometime pretty soon. Yeah, I, you know, I, I tell you, it's, I think it, I would be wise to take your advice and and um, put together live gigs that that just you know, it's not it's not it's not um, dishonest at all. Be very honest to and sincere, you know, to to you know stay on this trail that that um, that is just uh, all these years of this association with. You know, my favorite artist and one of my favorite people at this at this time in our lives. You know, it's a. I think it's a good thing. You know that that you know Todd's fans are reaching out like this. I, I really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you for having me on there, both of you. Well, you got to actually iron is hot. You know. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And the iron is. I mean, I, I to be honest, I hadn't even thought of it in this way. Um, I'm always so absorbed in the music, and it's a, that's what it's always been about for me. Um, and I think, you know, staying absorbed in it, but also realizing that the iron is high, this is a good time to strike and do some cool stuff. Yeah, no question about cool. it. Well, <laughs> this is going to be kind of an odd question at this time, talking about sure. cool, but I think it's kind of cool. And I'm going to ask you, then we got a caller, and it's kind of it's, this is going to be way out there compared to what we've been talking about. But your uh, website says that you... Your voice was on Sesame Street, and I got to know what what did what did you do on Sesame Street? Well, you know, thank you for asking that because because you know after thirty or so thirty five years you forget the things that you've done, but <laughs> what but what happened is I did a lot of singing of uh, character voices and all kind of stuff on Sesame Street, but, and a couple of those things got to be really popular, and I didn't even realize it, but. Um, my students now, who are like you know in their early twenties, grew up listening to me sing this song that says, "I'm in great shape, you're in great shape." Teaching the kids about their shapes, the triangles and this kind of stuff, you know, circles and squares and everything. And it's so funny, but somehow along the way, a couple of my students figured out that I'm the guy who did that, and um, and they've just they've passed the word around. So I decided I. <laughs> I better put that back in my put it back in my bio, you know. Hey, yeah, that's cool. Very nice. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah. All right, yeah. we got a caller from five eight five. You're talking to Daryl Tukes on Rangan Radio. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hello. This is Amy Sachs, also known as Four Dog, calling from Rochester, New York, and I just wanted to tell you how exquisite it was seeing you in New York. And I sure hope that Todd gets a hold of you and that you guys can tour together. I would like to see you do a a soul album or something like that together. Oh, and are you telling me, wouldn't that be great? It would be wonderful. I would love to yeah. see you touring with Todd. And um, 
and you've got a really lovely talking voice too and i've really been enjoying listening to you tonight um i have two questions for you um the first one is um are you familiar with a jazz vibraphonist by the name of joe Locke? by any chance joe Locke is the man yeah, he's. I went to high school with Joe. And Joe he just, Locke is the man. I went to see Joe at uh, Jazz at Lincoln Center a few months ago, and he destroyed me. He was incredible. So he's so much soul in the way he plays. Yes, indeed. He was playing. What, what group was he in? Well, it doesn't matter. He was one. Kenny Washington uh, was Kenny Washington singing with him. They have a no. There was no new singing, album out. No, it was it was Joe Locke playing with. Um, I'll think of it in a moment. But but Joe Locke just blew me away. So you, he's a friend of yours. Well, yes, I went to high school with him, and he just played the Rochester Jazz Festival, and I think he has a new album out with Guy. Uh, with a uh, jazz singer named Kenny Washington. And I guess the reason I asked was because I thought your voice would go so well with what he does. It would be great if you two could hook up and do something musically together. Um, And my other question is, um, how was your experience with George Benson? I'm a real big George Benson fan. I've seen him a few times. So how was it playing with him? Oh yeah, it's great. I, I've worked with George a whole lot. I've um, arranged music for his records. I've sung on his records. I've I've opened for him. I actually I it, it didn't have anything to do with George, but I wound up opening for him at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. And um, George is great. I mean, George is something else. He's a, a nice man. He's an incredible guitar player. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, wish, I wish George, that same thing I mentioned about Sting earlier, I wish George would push the envelope, you know, the way Todd Rundgren does. But I guess that's just not for him to do. But he's just, he's got so much talent. He's such a decent person that um, he's one of the few people who could, who I think, you know, who could, who could change the music industry for the better, you know, with his power. But he um, he's not a disappointment in any way. I, I love working with him and, yeah, thank you for knowing. Yeah, he's wonderful. And I, I'm going to throw out two more names, and then I'll I'll take my uh, answer off of the phone. Uh, the other two names are Al Jarreau and Bobby Caldwell. I'm wondering if you've ever worked with either of them. And thank you so much. I hope to see you again. Thank and you. I'll be following I, your career for sure. Thank you so much. I I am um, I know uh, Al Jarreau. Um, in fact. You'll love this. You'll love this, Doug. When Lifeguard came out, um, Al Jarreau contacted me, um, as did Johnny Mathis. You know, they were like, "We love what you're doing." Um, and I have not worked with Bobby Caldwell, but we've shared a lot of musicians together. In fact, the uh, the singer who's presently touring with him as a woman who I hired on that Sting tour that I mentioned a while ago. So, yes, it's a small musical world, and, and I'm I'm glad to be mentioned in the same breath with those people. Indeed. Johnny Mathis, boy, that brings back memories. That's, that's a, um, when I was very young, we would get Johnny <laughs> Mathis albums for my mom. <laughs> have, you, have you done some stuff with him? Well, Yes and no. I got to know him a bit. Um, I haven't really worked with him per se, but I got to know him when he heard my music um, 
the head of his fan club got in touch with me. Her name is Ann Gross, and she put um, she put um, uh, the two of us in contact with each other. And he was very, very complimentary, and um, and we, you know, we communicated, you know, we, we were pen pals for a little while. Yeah. Did you do you like his stuff? Oh, wonderful, wonderful singer, wonderful person. That, that that's the thing that I'm sure you've noticed. Both of you've noticed that, you know, there are some really nice people in in the world of music, and a lot of times they're people who don't get the most ink out there. Um, or get the most uh, chatter, but there are people who are, who are decent. That you you find out, wow, you know, cool guy, nice, nice to know, or whatever. And and that's the way he, that's the way he was, and that's the way he's been for a very, very long time. Um, nothing but good stories about him. Hmm. Well, what are some other uh, musicians that you really like? And then Todd's obviously one of them. Utopia. What uh, what else <laughs> you on the iPod? Well, you know, the, I I don't listen to music uh, that much because I can't relax to it you know uh, I, I'm always too deeply paying attention to it but I can tell you that today knowing that we were going to chat I just wanted to go and um, just hold some of the old um, LPs in my hand of uh, the records from A Wizard of True Star and those kind of records I wanted to see them again I still have the LPs around and in, in, in looking for those, the collection I ran across a few other records that were really important in my development and um one of those records uh was uh Keith Jarrett the uh the pianist his um mm-hmm. uh, Cologne concert and his Facing You those records had a lot to do with me finding my voice as a pianist learning that um the kind of expression that he had the kind of tonal quality that he had meant a lot to me i also ran across some of the uh, early Steely Dan records that ah. had a lot to, had a lot to do with my development as well. Mm-hmm. That that level of um, artistry is just there in a category by themselves. And <laughs> Earth, Wind, and Fire meant a lot to me growing up as well. And um, mm-hmm. oh yeah, they became, yeah they became good friends back um, in the mid seventies. Um, yeah, so. There's a I, I I've soaked up a lot from a lot of talented people, and um, I think that's what it's about. I think it's always about um, you know what really moves you, and then taking it in and and then developing your own voice and uh, bringing something out with that. But then yeah, yeah. so it's a kind of an eclectic an eclectic um, <laughs> gathering of music. <laughs> Earth, wind, and fire. September yep, may yep. be one of the greatest songs in the history of music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess since we're family here now, if I can be so bold. I, I'll tell you, I did a concert out in Kansas with uh, my band um, a few months ago. And I said, okay, I'm going to make a confession here. And everyone's looking, what's he going to say? I said, I must tell you that, you know, inside of my um, my jacket when I'd be buying my records back in, you know, back when I was growing up, I'd have, you know, Todd and I've had Hendrix and I've had Chicago and Earth and Fire, but I also had the Carpenters record on me sometimes. <laughs> I was I was really a big fan of those beautiful arrangements that Richard Carpenter wrote and Karen Carpenter's lovely voice. That yeah. that music that music reached me in its own way. I, it was it was very um very much uh, clean and and organized. But, Love the Carpenters. Uh, uh, it's great stuff. That was another yeah, organized. One that, uh, yeah. 
Donnie Mathis, always, Carpenter's, all that from the same time frame, pretty much. That was good yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Musicians will, you know, will will confess that they like that kind of stuff because you know, if you think about it, you know, even the great jazz artists, uh, you know, the Coltrane's, the Miles Davis's, Charlie Parker, these these people are really trying to communicate with other people's hearts. You know, they're trying. They're not just trying to show off the notes they can play. They're really trying to reach inside and make a difference. Uh, and, to themselves and also to share some some joy with other people. That's really what it's, that's what it's all about. Sure, so, I can't imagine so, anybody, probably I'd say from the '40s and up, that, that doesn't know like uh, Carpenter's some of the songs, especially like you know Why Do Birds, those kind of songs. Well, sure. Um, you, know, you still yeah. see them and you see people singing them today. Yep, 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 yep. Good music. And you know, so I grew up with a lot of good stuff. I mean, I I was I was knocked out when Todd did that, you know, that that soul medley on Wizard of True Stars. Totally oh, un- yeah. uh, unexpected. So, La La Means I Love You and Ooh Baby Baby. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We all we all grew up on that stuff as well. So it was a great time to grow up in this country. You know, hearing all this great music back then. Well, well, you know, it's a funny topic because we talk about a lot. You know, the the newer stuff. I mean, I, I don't want to go too negative or whatever, but I, is there? Do you, you like? Did you watch the Grammys? Do you see anybody and go, "This person is just really uh, m- getting more hype than they are qualified or they deserve to get as far as their level of uh, singing ability versus <laughs> entertainment ability?" Good question. <laughs> well, you know, I'll I'll tell you something. Uh, you maybe I can answer two questions in this one in this one little word here. Um, when when I'm backstage after our second concert on the 30th uh, with Utopia, Todd, you know, everybody, you know, came to a realization that we made it through, it was good, and, you know, so glad we enjoyed this. We don't know if we'll get to do it again, but, boy, this is really wonderful, a gift to all of us. And, you know, so we were having a nice time. We could kind of let our hair down and chat. And um, I... Uh, you know, I put my arm around Todd and whispered in his ear. I said, "Todd, I got a question for you." And he looked at me, and at this point, you know, we were all pretty jovial. I said, "Todd, whatever happened to real soul brothers?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to exactly say what his answer was, but he smiled and he let it be known to me that, um, you know, he was kind of glad that uh, that I paid attention to that record of his because, you know, he asked that question on his record on, on Liars. What yeah. happened to real Soul Brothers? Well, you know what? It's a great what, song, yeah. The, uh... Yeah, what you know, whatever happened to real Soul Brothers? And 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 once again, you know, it's it's um we're talking about something that transcends race and race and ethnicity. We're talking about soul. What happened to soul music, man? You know what happened to soul singing? What happened to you know righteousness? What happened to righteous singing? Righteous playing? You know what what happened to that? That's what it was always about. So, I think you can kind of tell where I am on on that scene, you know. <laughs> well, I think mom and daddy like proud if you draw hump for the crowd. Exactly, exactly. You know, exactly. Now, I I personally think someone like Jennifer Hudson could really, really tear it up if she would attempt to do something, you know, truly soulful. Um, other than all these just trills or whatever runs or whatever it is that you guys call it. Um, yeah. 
I had that word. I had the word melisma on my vocabulary test I gave to my students the other day. Cause, like these students are really great, gifted, but they, you know, I said melismas. You know, they're trills and runs and riffs, uh, uh, you know, coloratura type obligatos that we used to do tastefully. Rarely but now. <laughs> we used to do them in a way that you know you seduce the listener into like coming along with you, then all of a sudden you just destroy, you know, when something like that happens. And you don't decide that it's going to happen. It just happens in the moment. And, um, yeah, it's, that's, that kind of gets back to why I've been recording my own stuff uh, in Europe. This young girl came over to visit. You know, she's a young Scandinavian. And she's, she came over and spent some time with my family. And she's like, how come the American singers just start out, you know, with nowhere to go? They just start out in the top of their lungs, top of their register, and with all this riffing. How come they don't develop a song? She's like 16 years old. I'm like, mm. yeah, well, that's that's it's out of control over here. You know, we, you know, we've lost so much of that. But uh, you know, once again, not to go negative, but that's that's sort of what it is. You just need a some kind of automated keyboard or whatever, and you can have a hit pretty quick. Oh yeah, that's it's all about that. auto tune and costuming and. Uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. But I'm well, hey, Darryl, so we got about, encouraged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got about um, five minutes here. And, um, somebody had requested that we ask you to sing, so I was thinking, thinking if you might be willing to do that, do a little, uh, maybe the A. Watts medley a little bit, or maybe some compassion or some utopia. Well, you know, the, 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 the irony is that I would be happy to. I've, I've learned through experience that singing in the phone just doesn't make it. You know, you always, you can never hear it right. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's like, it's, I don't mind at all because, I go to my piano, which is right over here, and um and you know, do something like this. Hello, it's me. I thought about us for a long, long time. Maybe I think too much, but something's wrong. There's something here that doesn't last too long. Maybe I shouldn't think of you as I don't know if you could hear that. Oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, I know the background. You know, it's like I, I don't, I don't mind at all. But um, oh, that was good. Was, was it cutting in and out, or uh, how did? No, it was perfectly clear. Mel, was it clear for you? I heard every note. Well, yep. then I'll give you a second verse, please. Seeing you, seeing anything as much as I do, you, I take for granted. That you're always there I take for granted That you just don't care Sometimes I can't help Seeing all the ways through Etc So anyway (laughs) (laughs) That's great man Yeah Oh wow That's kind of the way it, it, uh, it goes You know when I'm here You know just practicing at night A lot of times I find myself Drifting off into some of that music, and um, yeah, I think Moogie's right. Moogie says, "Man, you know, you need to do a recital of that of, of that music and some of your oh, earlier compositions." Yeah. You know, yeah, that'd be wonderful. We could do that. Uh, hmm, we have to plan a party, Mel, for that. <laughs> do it. Make yeah, it that, we like uh, we Keep like tribute touch. bands, as we call it. Well, you know, it's interesting that you picked that song choice because you know Todd's kind of. Um, Sometimes he likes it, sometimes he doesn't. He hasn't played it in most of the, you know, the, the people that um, 
don't follow his career closely, expect him to sing that at concerts. He usually doesn't. But right. um, Something Anything, of course, was his most commercially successful album. If you um, had to pick, now granted, we've already done A-Watts, Todd, and Healing. If you had to pick an album to perform live that you want to see Todd Rundgren do, what would be your choice? Wow, that's a hard one. <laughs> that's a hard one. Uh, because you know, I'm a fan of every single recording of his. So I I don't know if I have the capacity to um, <laughs> limit it well, down to one next Well, something would be a logical I've choice for I mean, some folks. Uh, I mean, for instance, you know. uh, Faith, Faithful is an album that is in a category mm. by itself in terms of the, the, the in terms of his evolution as a writer. Um, that that record stands apart. Um, um, cliche is on that record, which is mm, beautiful song. Yeah, and uh, you know, um, one that we talk about a lot for for his voice changing is you know the ballad of Todd Rundgren. That's one of the ones I think is very yeah. underrated. Yeah. yeah, I think is the 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 Wailing Wall is on that, right? Yeah, what a great one. Yeah, there's a grand old man across the sea. So the story was recalled to me, and from dawn till dark, you hear her call down in front of the wailing wall. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, it's a beautiful song. You know, he's only done that live, I think, maybe once. It was in Detroit. I mean, that's just a beautiful song. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. That's another great one. Um, once again, the. You know, initiation is a very interesting one. You know, mm-hmm. take you know when he was into that whole Eastern mysticism and everything. Um, so many, so many good moments. But faithful would be a great one to hear, as well as the Hermit of Mink Hollow. Oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites. Do you have? Uh, do you like faithful the covers too? I mean, is that what you're talking about? Or do you like all the the, the Todd stuff? The t- the tie so the, the the covers proves the point you know and I think the I think I think the the fact that he had um, that particular uh, set of songs the way he recorded the Beach Boys I think I think that made uh, a, a big impression on certain uh, journalists and all in fact a couple summers ago uh, I guess he was I was in Bergen I saw his picture in a, in a paper and. A bar in Norway. I got somebody to read the article to me, and it was because uh, I don't speak Norwegian, but it was really explaining just how clever he is and how sophisticated he is. And I think that that record allowed people to see into his capacity to do what everyone else did if he wanted to. But the fact that he has so much more to offer, I, I think it was a smart move. But once again, I never think it's gratuitous. I think he's doing it because he just. Todd Rundgren, man. Yeah, he wants to do what he wants to do, and he likes it, and that's whatever he's in the mood for. And it's been a good ride for folks, no question. Well, man, we're 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 done. We appreciate you being on so long. You've been uh, very generous with your time and singing yeah. for us and everything. It's Pleasure. been a great show. Everybody Pleasure. in the chat room want me to tell you or tell you that uh, they appreciate it and thank you for being on, and they enjoyed the show a lot. You're welcome. You take care, be well, and um, a dream goes on forever, and um, I'm glad to be a part of it. I want to All meet right. you at one of these Todd and Healing shows in March, okay, Daryl? Not a worry. Uh, just, uh, Doug, you guys keep in touch and uh, remind me of it, and and we'll have to get have to make that happen. We'll do it. All right, everybody. We'll be back next Tuesday night. We'll see you then.
Hi, everybody. This Hi, is Todd Rundgren, you. and you're listening to RundgrenRadio.com. 